G'day, this is Hank David from Aussie Grown Radio with today's words of encouragement from singer-songwriter and Aussie Grown artist Melissa Ferreira. As you listen to God's Word, may you be empowered to live life with inner strength and positivity. This is Melissa Ferreira. We're so glad to have Patra Bracken here with us today. Stay tuned as she talks about what it means to be a teacher through a Christian perspective. Thank you, Melissa. It's lovely to be here today. I'm looking forward to this podcast. What inspired you to get into the teaching profession? Well, I've been teaching for a very long time. And back in my day, which was in the early 80s when I finished school, there were very little opportunities for women. So actually taking on a university degree was a big thing back then. And most girls left school at the end of year 10 and went into banking or becoming a secretary. So my father was the one that actually encouraged me um, to find a career and go on to university. And that's how I came into teaching. Tell us a bit about your experience as a teacher. My experience goes for many, many years. So after I finished university, I went to the Catholic University. Um, I was anxious to get into any form of teaching. So I ended up teaching primary um, and I took on a grade two class. From then um, I found teaching actually quite difficult in my first year. Um, I think because I was quite young coming out of university still I wanted to be the children's friends. Um, That was a big mistake and a lovely older teacher mentored me when I started having difficulties and she just came alongside me and she said look they've got 28 friends in this class they don't need you as their 29th friend it was really good advice and uh, from that day on I changed my teaching style and became more authoritative I suppose and I started to enjoy it more Um, I finished at that at Noble Park after um, six years when I'd actually got married and was pregnant with my first child So all my training up till then had been in classroom and in primary level and no PE whatsoever, which is very interesting. Once I'd finished um, having my children, I'd had some time off and I came across Christian College and they were looking for some CRT work. So I applied for that position, uh, had an interview and the um, then pastor actually said to me we've actually got a part-time position available would you be interested so i said yes please i'd love to do that and he gave me an opportunity to work with grade six which was then one of the highest levels i taught at that point and then eventually i was given the pe primary um, position which helped me just um, get to where i actually wanted to be which was the joy of my life to teach pe i started teaching primary PE from prep right through to grade six and then eventually actually was asked to even teach up to year nine so I did that for 12 years after that um, there was an, an amazing opportunity that arose at school 13 years later I've been teaching BCE health and development so that's where my journey still is at the moment how do you apply Jesus's teaching of loving your neighbor as yourself into the classroom context. This is a passion of mine. Um, I have 
or came into teaching with quite low self-esteem and never took on that role of teacher knows all. And I think from that stand, I've been able to um, address this quite well. And it's, I suppose, in my weakness, God has made me strong. Um, When I look at each of the students in the class that I've been given, I actually look at them as parts of Jesus. So each student shows me a part of Jesus that I have not seen before or I'm yet to explore. So that's how I enter every year in a new classroom. I want God to show me um, each student and the joy and the, um, the gems and the wonderful things about each student and for, for me to find those out myself. So that's the first thing I do. The second thing is I um, have this aspect of respect. So for me, um, I come down, I suppose not to their level, so I'm not like their friend, but I'm, I don't regard myself as, as any more important than they are. So um, Jesus loves me as much as he loves every single student that I teach, and that's how I come into the class. I value and respect every single student. I never talk down to them. I actually never have to raise my voice, which is really interesting. Um, And something I'm, I suppose, proud of, I've never had to use detention as a deterrent because they understand that I respect them and I love them, so then they in turn respect me. Classroom management can be a challenge. What are some challenges you have encountered and give us some tips on how you have overcome them. So classroom management, what I would always do um, initially is set the ground rules. So rather than having to react to an event, I'm always proactive. So I ask the class together, how do you think this class would function best? And we just come up with a, um, a set of just basic understanding, like um, when someone's speaking, not to interrupt. Uh, everyone has a right to speak. So it's not just the teacher that needs to be listened to, it's a child giving an answer. And it's, it's just a level of respect, which goes back to my previous point about respect. Um, so then we come as a class together and we say, okay, so if someone hasn't, isn't doing this and isn't respecting another person in the class, including the teacher, what should we as a class do? And so then we come up with a list of, we come up usually with three things. So what's the first thing? And most students say, well, maybe they made a mistake or maybe they forgot, so let's give them a warning. And that's usually what we do. Like in a classroom situation, if someone interrupts or someone whispers or someone talks or things like that, <clears throat> that person is then, we will go, okay, remember we talked about this, we've set aside some rules for this class to work well together. You've now got a warning. Just be careful. And then the second step, so we work out as a class what is the second step. And for each class, I have to say, it can be different. So for the seniors, obviously, it's very different than for the juniors, junior classes. <clears throat> um, the second step might be that that person is then um, 
after the warning is then asked to move away from the person that they're talking to or is asked to stay in for five minutes at recess or whatever it is. So it's about them being aware before the event of what the consequences are. It's very difficult um, to manage a classroom when you haven't set expectations. So for me, expectations are absolutely critical at the start When you first meet that class, the very first thing you do is set expectations. Just as a recap, I think classroom management begins the first two, three minutes you step into a classroom and you set an expectation. And for everyone that is different, like there's lots of different ways teachers set expectations, but then you have to follow through. If you don't follow through and give, like I said, my first one is a warning. If the second one is a a warning again and the third one is a warning again, then the warning has no consequence. So um, there must be follow through. So your first one, if it's a warning, then your second one must be a much more difficult consequence and your third one is really bad. Like whatever you decide those three levels are and you can work with your school on what they maybe have already um, in their program. Most schools have some sort of a system, but that works well. And what doesn't work is if you do not follow through. So I think... Classroom management is definitely something that you have to stick to. And remember at the start I said if I was a friend to these students, it didn't work because I was too nice to them. I was never followed through. Um, I never gave them more than a warning and they just took advantage of that. So children love boundaries and they feel very safe inside a boundary when they know the boundary. It's very difficult when they don't know the boundary and then they push um, to find what the boundary is. And if they can't find a boundary, they just keep pushing. So classroom management is all about setting those expectations at the start, making sure that you stick to them and don't waver from them. Don't excuse them because of something. You have the same expectation and that also tells them that you care for them. So if for one student you do something, you have to do the same for another student. You can't have favorites in the class. So it's one rule is for all, not one rule for one and a different rule for another because that's confusing for students. So it needs to be the same consequence, the same rule, the same guide, whatever it is in your management. From a Christian perspective, what core elements do you think should shape teaching? That's a very big question. And um, I've just been thinking about it and wondering how I do that in my classroom. I think for me, it's treating each child as like I said at the start, seeing Jesus in each child. So looking for their gifting, looking for their strengths. Um, That's probably how I shape my teaching with that Christian perspective. So in saying that, um, that's when I would use differentiation and lots of different learning styles in my teaching environment. So knowing that my students all learn differently I make sure that not in every lesson it's impossible to do it in every lesson but 
over a week or over two week period that I cover every single learning style and how do I and this engages students completely engages students because they know okay today was say a chalk and talk which is just me up the front giving information which I do very rarely by the way um they know that, oh, okay, that day I didn't really understand it very well, but maybe tomorrow she might do it in a group environment or show us a video or get us to chat through some questions or do something completely different, do a mind map, whatever it is. So tomorrow I know as that student will engage with that activity. So over a period of time, each student's learning style is being catered for. And I think that is how I um, engage the Christian perspective and the core elements in my teaching because I do make sure that I understand how each student learns, the gifting that each student has, what they can bring to the classroom. Because I'm not the expert in everything in the world. I might be an expert in one area of my field, but the students are also experts in other areas and if you can allow them to share their expertise with the class or allow them to um, engage with something they enjoy they love being part of the learning environment so at the start of the year with once again with every class not in the first lesson I don't do it but over a period of the first month probably I will individually find out how that child learns best through trial and error so through doing things differently um, I and then I ask the students at the end of the class you know give me a out of 10 fingers tell me what you thought of the way that that lesson was presented so I'm asking for feedback from the students about that particular way that this the class was being run and then I get a quite a good understanding of have I got visual learners here? Have I got auditory learners here? What have I got in my classroom? Because I'm presenting different learning techniques and I'm seeing what the majority of students are saying about those learning techniques. So feedback from students I think is critical. We give them lots of feedback, but often teachers are scared to get feedback back. and. I always have a very honest class and I say to them, I don't mind if you tell me that you don't like it. That is fine because that's your learning style. So if the what I just presented was something that you really found difficult or you didn't enjoy, you didn't get anything out of, I want to hear that from you. So they're the sorts of ways that I get that information right at the start and then I can focus on um, my classroom style my pedagogy and how I present the information to the students over a period of time. Teaching experience is important however the character of a teacher is also important. The Bible talks many times about the importance of bringing a godly character into whatever we do. In response to this what godly characteristics do you believe teachers should develop to make a positive and eternal impact on the students they teach? I love this question. I think, like right at the start, I explained that 
I look for the element of Jesus in my students and I look for their gifting. And I think when I highlight that to each student individually, they come alive and they are really impacted by that. Sometimes God gives me words of knowledge or scriptures for the students, which I like to write on little cards and um, I give them that. I use a lot of positive affirmation in my class, affirming that they are precious and that they are, you know, princes and princesses in the kingdom of God and they're to view themselves like that and not to listen to negative talk around who they are. So to feed themselves on the things that God sees them as and I think that's what I like to impart into them that they have they're not all the same everyone is different but they have an individual gift that God has given them that they need to build on and develop over their lifespan um, and f- that may not be university for everyone it often isn't um, university is just one area you know that God might lead them into a completely different area. It might be hairdressing where they're speaking to people every day as they're um, cutting their hair and they can impart godly things into them. Integrity is a big thing that I uh, push and truth and honesty um, is something that I really value and respect. So they're the main things that I like to impart to the students and that they have a gift that God has given them that they need to use for the kingdom going forward. Thank you very much, Melissa. I hope that this has been valuable. I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, If you want to ask questions, you can send them to Melissa maybe and then she can send them to me and I'm happy just to type answers or to have an ongoing discussion on on any of the areas that we've covered today. Bless you all. Thank you so much, Patra Bracken, for those lovely and insightful answers. It was so lovely having you on today's Words of Encouragement. God bless you abundantly. If you were encouraged by this episode of today's Words of Encouragement, make sure to like and subscribe to hear more from Melissa Ferreira. God bless you. And always remember, you are treasured and deeply loved by God.